Like but they're the, children. They act like children the whole time. Okay, but and it's a Papa Holt is like their dad. No, that's like fine. But what, what's to come? Characters it's not don't character ask growth. Like, if it's not it, character growth, like it's not character growth. If it's not character growth, if they're not growing and not changing, then they're not growing and they're not changing, <laughs> and they're the same person. And it gets annoying after eight seasons. Okay. Okay. Whatever. <sighs> Agree to disagree. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay. Hello and welcome to another episode of Don't Read Into It. I'm Becca and this is Larissa and this week we're getting back to our sitcom roots and talking about a show that covers not one but two of my favorite genres. Sitcoms, obviously, and procedural cop shows. That's right, we're going to not read into Brooklyn Nine-Nine, baby. This show was on the air from 2013 to 2021, having seven great seasons and one pretty mediocre one. (laughs) Still pretty impressive for a sitcom, I think. It follows Jake Peralta, who is a talented but very irresponsible police detective who has never had to follow the rules or face the consequences of his actions, until Captain Holt takes over the 99th precinct and forces Jake to treat the job with a little more respect. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is made up of an amazing ensemble cast that are always keeping things interesting while they solve crimes, so get ready for Larissa and I to not read very much into Brooklyn (laughs) Nine-Nine. I tried my hand at a Larissa-style intro where I actually sound, like, professional and, like... You had, like, some dates in there? Yeah. I summarized the show in a way that's, like, almost normal. It's like, oh, yeah, that's the show we're talking about. We're talking about a show, and I'm gonna tell you what it is before we just dive right in and (laughs) say our feelings. I just... What are your feelings? Um, like, do you like the show? I really like the show. <laughs> like I said, seven great seasons yeah, you said and one amazing. pretty mediocre. Okay. But great can mean a lot of things. Um, well, I just think, like, overall, I don't ever think the show lost, except for maybe in the eighth season, I don't think it ever lost, like, its, its like, right, correct tone. Like, it always, like, kept yeah. the, the right vibes going of, like, silly and goofy. I think the only times I got frustrated with the show was, like, and a lot of, like, I get that shows kind of have to do this, but, like, every time they felt like they had to top, like, last season and, like, their drama mm. aspect of it, when I'm kind of like, I don't know, you're a sitcom, so I really want to see very little of the drama stuff. <laughs> I, like, I don't, I don't need to see, like, how, like, when they get arrested or whatever, for example, like, I don't want that to last more than an episode. Like, that's, like, kind of a... You want it to reset every time. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I get that. I think this is a, one of the few shows, one of the few sitcoms where I think it could have stood to be more like a sitcom and have less overarching plot lines and more sitcom-y one-off episodes. Yeah, I agree with you. Because I think also, like, I don't know, maybe... I know you really like procedural cop shows. And I... Boy, boy, do I. I could be a fan of them, too. And I like when, like... The thing is, I don't think, like, the plots themselves of, like, solving a crime, particularly in those kinds of shows, and I think as well in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, even though I think they do it better... It's like, that's not the interesting part of it. It's usually just the characters anyways. Yeah. So it's like, I don't really need to see this, like, stretched out over multiple episodes. But when they're doing, like, oh, this is, like, the case of the week. Or this is, like, this is not cases. Yeah, no, that's why I think... Because, well, the thing about Brooklyn, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and, like, how it presents as a... Like, I think the, the thing that's nice about procedural cop shows in this in being, like, a sitcom is that it, it is very resettable. 
Yeah. It's, it's very formulaic. You it solve goes a case. Well together. You can yeah, you can solve a case of the week and you can put whatever two characters you want together or three characters or whatever. Like it's really easy to do that and the case can be really nothing. Like nobody actually cares what case they're solving. Maybe they want it to be a bit kooky, a little fun. Yeah. Like that doesn't matter as much. So I think it offers a lot of room to play with the characters, which is I think in general what shows are like that's what yeah what gets people invested is like they love the characters they want to keep seeing them they want to see what happens to them like i enjoyed a lot of the like i enjoyed the relationship plot lines that like go on throughout the show but i don't care as much about the overarching like mysteries i don't need like, jake peralta to be like saving america yeah, I mean, I never think he is. <laughs> I think at best he's like doing his job considerably He's taking better down than some like people. whatever. Whatever, I'm fine with just like an everyday yeah. kind of thing. But I think yeah, well, like that's interesting as well because I think that this show is similar in makeup in that like really fun, like tangible sitcom way of having that plot built in by virtue of it being um, like a workplace comedy, which we talked about. When we talked about Parks and Rec and The Office. And it's really similar to that in a lot of ways, too, but, like, with that added element, it's similar, I guess, to, like, like maybe Psych or, like... Um, what a good show. Like, maybe even, like, House, where, like, they don't need... They don't need to be cops, really. Yeah. Or, like, do they? I don't know. Like, I don't know how integral it is to the show, but, I like, think these characters could probably be placed... Do you think, like, they could be put into, like, the Parks and Rec? I think they need to be... Like, like I, I don't think, like, they need to be cops, but I think it drastically changes... Like, if you want to have the show, like, if you want to have Brooklyn Nine-Nine, yes, I think they need to be cops, but in the, I think the show could be successful if they did another career, it's just it wouldn't be the same kind of thing, because I think what drives yeah. a lot of them is, like, they really enjoy the, like, their job of being police officers, and, like, yeah, I suppose you're Jake right. is, like, obsessed with, like, being a crime fighter, like, I, I don't think that it necessarily, these specific characters would make sense in another setting, like, maybe... Maybe you could make it if you took it out of a workplace setting. I think it, it could yeah. maybe continue, but well, like I no, I think it would definitely be in a workplace setting. But I think like the way the show kind of like evolves. I think like at first it's kind of like generic, and then I guess like it does take like the cop aspect of it to be like one of its greater themes throughout the show. Mm -hmm. um, especially when you take into consideration like how it aired during. Um, like the George Floyd protests and like yeah, I was gonna say I think that really, <laughs> that really like. It's hard for me to say if I liked what they did post that, because, on the one hand, I think I understand from an optics perspective why season eight was the way it was, and why they like, approached it the way they did. And on the other hand, I look to like my TV shows, especially a TV show that was coming out after like like co like covid like when everyone yeah. like there weren't really that many shows already like because because of covid and everything and i was looking for like an escape from everything that's happening and i'm like uh i kind of have to just face the reality yeah. of the world in this show also which was like not fun but i like kind of understand where they're coming from so it was a really like i had such mixed feelings about the last season because of like what was going on because, like, you know that if they ignored yeah. it, they would have gotten a lot of backlash also, like... I feel like it's kind of almost, like, the show kind of, like, had to die because that happened almost. Yeah. It kind of just killed it, and it had to become something else. And I think it's, like, a response to everything that happened, and I think if you look at it that way, like, I think it was... A fact. I think it was generally, like, well accepted, and it did a lot of 
good job at like showing like more like intricate details of like the police system and like how like you know these things like how easily like how easily it's corrupted and how mm -hmm. like even like the lowest level cop can get like wrapped up in just like other people's um prejudices and whatnot but i think like that's it was more of a response to what the show's legacy was and what they wanted to like leave it as maybe whereas like the show itself was like probably the previous seven seasons yeah like, i mean i it's think it's a sitcom and it's like yeah I, I yeah i almost wish from that perspective though that there hadn't have been that last season, like that that the show could you have just died as it was like because i feel like yeah. the eighth season does shift so much from the original show for like good reasons but like it's kind of like oh maybe you should have just ended the show and sort of let let it be what it was and and not approach these issues that just don't i feel I like think don't make sense a, to i think approach they did a good show. job though approaching them well i think it does make sense because it is like their livelihoods and like you said like they are very passionate about i guess you're right and you're what right. it means to be a police officer and how they view it as like so heroic so it is very what like, I, sorry what, band, what i mean is it gets like i guess it just gets real and it gets dramatic yeah, it and does that get real. feels really totally weird yeah. in the context of the show not like i think it it i guess that's the problem for me is like it all makes so much sense like i understand why they did it i think they did it pretty well there's not like a genuine complaint i have other than i'm like this just isn't the same show that i fell in love with <laughs> watching and i get that that they had to adapt like you know what i mean like i can't really complain that they did i just almost sometimes sometimes i just am like oh it would have been nice if if this just didn't happen if the show was just like over and we well, was it like i don't know if you know if it was like a good season overall i just watched like a few episodes of it but like i think for the yeah it was kind of mostly it was very like educational i think and i think it did a good job of like kind of trojan horsing in like these issues from like their audience they had with brooklyn i think previously i think it was like a pretty are, like, season overall well because it yeah because they did have to address okay. really serious issues but try to keep it lighthearted and funny and that was really but hard. like i guess yeah but like were the jokes like still like funny or whatever like mm, some <laughs> of them some of them not i didn't really love i mean and we'll talk about this more in the finale stuff but like i didn't really love a lot of i think just like the the plot line like the way they approached a lot of things that were happening in the season i was kind of like oh you're not giving a lot of room for um it to be as lighthearted and funny and like it's yeah. kind of you've put yourself in a position where you've made it more difficult to i feel like be as entertaining as you once were but like i don't know i think though yeah i think you're right but i think i think yeah we probably had it the first i think it did just like die because that happened i don't think they could have gone on and done like a ninth no. season the way that well also they like did. just Brooklyn keep it in mind how like glorifying is like like children watching this show is like oh the cops are like so good though like why would i not well, also, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a sitcom, so I think it is, that also kills it as, like, a cop show because of what was happening, where it's, like, there are a lot of cop shows that I would, was watch that I still watch and stuff that are procedural shows yeah. that address those issues and everything, okay. but it's, like, oh, it's a drama, so, like, it makes sense that they would have Fair, something really, yeah. a really dramatic plot point, and it's almost comical sometimes because you watch them, like, address, like, the issues of, like, racism and, like, the police force and stuff, and you're, like, it's just really funny because I know that after this 
plotline wraps up, you're gonna say, we solved it, we solved racism, yeah. basically. Or, like, allude to that, and it's like, oh, and then it never happened again. It's like, what? It is very, like, it's very surface level, I guess. It's like, like in it's, the, it's like in the episode. But, yeah, it doesn't really. <laughs> Did you ever see the uh, episode of Degrassi where they just basically allude to having solved racism as a whole, like? No, but I think I've seen memes of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that, it's like, oh, yeah, you addressed it because you had to, but you don't want this to be what your show is about, so you're just gonna kind of pretend yeah. like the problem is solved. I think that, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, what interested me about it, even, like, seasons earlier on, was, like, they are kind of, like, like, they're definitely satirical, the same way I think, like, Parks and Rec satirizes, like, the government. Yeah. So they are made by the same creators, also. I, I it is, they're very similar vibes of, like, yeah, the Yeah, I think, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine has that as well, where it, it has that, like, satire element that, like, can also, at times, lend itself to being political, which probably helps it, like, with it, sorry. <laughs> going nowhere with my sentence. <laughs> um, no, I, sorry, I was gonna say, I think it was one of the first shows, though, well, like, I feel like it, it brought in this wave of shows of, like, it had a very diverse uh, cast of, like, ensemble sitcom group that yeah. were, like, very quick to address, like, kind of current issues. Like, Rosa came out of bi as bi, like, pretty quick, like, quicker than, like, most other shows, I think, with that, like, kind of notoriety and, like, family friendliness, IP would... Yeah. otherwise do so i think they like are brave in a lot of ways like not brave but like i don't think they shy away from big issues yeah. ever they kind of tackle them and see them as opportunities i do think sometimes they sometimes when brooklyn 99 brought up big issues though it always felt really like awkwardly done okay for me at least and this might no, be just me but i think like a lot of the times when it did it like there are some sitcoms where i totally could see them tackling an issue and like it probably wouldn't feel as awkward but for some reason when they did it in Brooklyn Nine-Nine I always just felt like it was they were like not really sure how to do it but they wanted yeah. to do it which like I mean it's good in and of itself that they like that like the creators of the show the writers of the show like want to tackle important well, issues like, I think they do things like like but sometimes it's just like in a way where I'm like it really feels like you're fumbling around here trying to figure out what to do i just think i always thought that they were pretty like good representations overall because i think like also like a lot of like the actors are very involved with their characters like i think rosa like pushed a lot for that plot line or like the actress who plays rosa like pushed a lot for that plot line for her character and i think what i like about the way Brooklyn 99 sees those issues is it brings it it doesn't do like oh like <laughs> like it doesn't do like a big it doesn't look at it as a big scope it takes it into like the personal characters and how yeah terry like has experienced like going through this in this specific instance and i think for like a younger audience which it like has like it is clearly targeted targeted towards a younger audience i think it is like a very nuanced representation of those issues for like you know yeah the 14 year olds no, that are watching it but I, like, I think it is awkward but i also think the show as a whole is kind of awkward yeah that's true i know i think they do like a good job overall i just find there are like moments in it where i'm like oh, it just really feels like it's kind of what it's like it is like a grasping show. at like what you're trying to say yeah. here and like i sometimes i would get frustrated because i'd be like i d i don't I don't know if I love the way that this is being shown, but I like that you're showing it, nonetheless. Yeah, I think it doesn't help that, like, I think we see a lot of content now. I know, like, the Rachel Zegler stuff is, like, trying now or whatever, which, mm -hmm. like, isn't gonna get backlash immediately. Whatever. Um, <laughs> like, like, just, like, the, this, like, wokeness in Hollywood and, and like, very popular shows like that and like t like the netflix show is kind of doing that like using it as like to tokenism and like just throwing buzzwords around like the gossip girl review yeah i think like that kind of way of like show running things 
stems from, I think, shows like this that I think laid the foundation for that way of taking things, but they didn't understand it the way Brooklyn Nine-Nine did it. Like, when they did it, it was innovative, and I think, like, it's now snowballed into being kind of a joke. What? Yeah. Yeah, you're right, because I think there are a lot of shows now that don't... It's like, sometimes I watch a show and I'm like, it's like you don't understand what about a TV show that people love. Or, like, when they did, okay, like, yeah. the Gossip Girl reboot, for example. Or reboots in general sometimes. I'm just, like, I don't understand... Like, I don't understand how you're not grasping the people who are making the reboots or mm-hmm. whatever. What it was about the original show and the original content that people really enjoyed because it seems like you're not... Like, it seems sometimes, like, people are, like, I I don't... Like, they're trying to do it and they're trying to, like, make it, like, woke and contemporary. And that's fine. Yeah. Like, you should make it contemporary. But well, it, sometimes it's forced. But I feel like pandering. you're forcing... Yeah, you're, like, you're mm-hmm. forcing it to be a certain way. And you're not, like, taking the time to truly understand what it was about your source material or what it is about the thing that you're, like, inspired by that inspired you. And it's, like, okay, well, like, why did you like this? What did you like about it? And if you, like, actually, like take some time to, like, think well, about no, it and I look say, at it, then... The kids love this. Let's make a cheap imitation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, like, that. that is frustrating. That happens a lot now. But, like, I also want to say, because I'm kind of, like, arguing a lot of pros for it, um, I do, like, I know what you mean by saying, like, I don't know if they understand, like, what people want to watch at a show. I don't think this is one of my favorite shows. Like, I, I don't think it's a great show. I think these are the things that's done well, but I think it's never really captivated me for, like, longer than thrown on episode like season one season two i think for me it's exactly it's almost exactly what i want in a comfort show okay yeah 85 percent of the time which is a pretty high like and i mean like i will consume a lot of tv and a lot of <laughs> not good tv but i think brooklyn 99 does what i need it to do in in like a sitcom show that i go to to see consistency and like yeah. To see, like, something that's going to make me laugh and not think too hard. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I guess, sometimes why I get annoyed when they tackle big problems. Because I like, don't really oh, want to think about me. it. And, like, I appreciate the oh, way totally, that they do yeah. it. But I'm, like, I'm turning this on to turn my brain off. Like, it's very much sitcoms and, like, TV shows like this are very much escapism for me. Like, I don't want to be in the real world. I just want to, like, completely get out of it. It's, I think it's one of the shows, like, for, I feel like there's, like, this, like, there's the sitcoms that, like, for, for me at least, are, like, I think, like, I'll watch. And it's, like, oh, these are, like, long-standing sitcoms for me. So that would be, like, Friends, maybe The Office, Modern Family. I'll throw in an episode if I'm in the mood to watch a sitcom. But then I feel like there's this nether sphere of, like, just, just like, shows that are, uh, what I, like, quality level to me is, like, a level, or, like, to me, I just think they're second tier to whatever the top. So I never go back, like, Superstore, watched it all, enjoyed it, never went back and watched another episode. This I, show, liked it all, enjoyed it, I'm not gonna go back and watch another episode. Yeah, I've rewatched this show a couple times. Okay. <laughs> I can't say that, but I also love cop shows, so, like... If it's on, it's funny. So, like, that helps me to want to go back and watch it, because sometimes mm. I'm like, I want to watch something funny, I want to watch... The structure. Uh, I want to watch a procedural show, I want to watch something that has good like has a good romantic plot line because i actually think they really do the romantic plot lines pretty well for me um i'll go back to it a lot yeah we'll go back to it yeah we can talk about that later but like i'll go back to this show because i enjoy like specific aspects of it i enjoy the way that the show works where it's like 
Superstore I never went back to either. I watched it all, liked it, kind of got annoyed at a lot of it. I just feel like it's it's kind of just like I'll redundant watch... to other sitcoms that are, I don't know. Yeah, it's it like, doesn't have it's like, like an a edge tier that below. I'm for. And I mean, I'll watch basically the only way I've ever rewatched it is like I'll watch YouTube clips of like the cold opens oh, or like okay. whatever that are like kind of funny, but that's not really yeah, what I'm okay. watching. But no, with this show, it's like I, it's very much a type of show that I can go back to all the time, but. I like shows like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Parks and Rec, and yeah. New Girl, where, like, there's a really good, like, I feel like, emotional underlying, like, tone to it, where, like, they are less sitcom-y and more, like, sitcom-y yeah. with a smidge of drama. They kind of just, like, drag their, th- their toes through it, and it's, like, very bubbly the whole time. It's yeah, like- it's, like, it's really, like, f- it's, like, almost just watching a bunch of, like, I don't even know. Like it's watching like a really optimistic view of the world almost yeah. sometimes when I watch it, and that's what I really like. Yeah, about it. for sure. It's like oh, I don't feel like it's not like obviously it's not realistic, but I don't feel like I'm completely taken out of the. I know I say I like to escape to. I don't feel like I'm completely taken out of the real world. Like I feel like aspects of of it and the characters are like real enough for me. But it's like a world also that you like kind of want to live in. Yeah, it's like yeah. an ideal life and i'm like oh that would be so nice yeah (laughs) and like they have problems and they address issues but like at the end of the day like everyone just like loves each other and it's like well yeah there's always gonna be a prank yeah and so that's what i that's that i see okay i see what you i like that like i think it it's got a comfort level to it where like i'm like i don't know this could parts of this like parts of these uh characters or this plotline could be real but then, like, lots of it is silly and, like, not. Yeah. Okay, so that's something I want to talk about, too, is, like, how I feel like they have this style of comedy that I feel like I've seen... I don't know if it's, like... I don't know if Lonely... What is it? Lonely Island? Lonely Island? I feel, I feel like they also kind of have this, but it's very, like... Um, Key and Peele is very, like, I think you should leave, where it, it, it's very, like, it escalates, so, like, the premise will be introduced, and it's, like, a normal presence. Yeah. It's very, like, real. And then shit just, like, stacks on top of each other. Yeah. And it was reminding me of, like... We watched, um, like, Jury Duty together, how they, like, maybe this is, like, getting into my tropes now. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is my trope. But it's, uh, like, the, when they, like, feed the reality bank, and it's, like, okay, we have to convince them. And I think you see that a lot in, like, episode one, and episode, or, or, like, season one, and, like, season two. But I think it, I mean, I guess they get away with it, because they are, they have, like, the reputation of doing it now, and people are yeah. on board. But they do the, where it's like it's very the characters surface level look very real everything going like the procedures are pretty real and then like when they start getting silly it's like one silly thing and then someone responds and like just brings it up a level and then you, the world starts kind of like growing into it like people start reacting in ways that they wouldn't be if it was real you know yeah no i mean i think that's like that's what makes it kind of fun, though, is, like, that's yeah, how you... it's chaotic. That's how, that's also how you get people invested in it, because they're like, like oh, service. yeah, this is, like, a real thing, and then, like, they're like, wait, that's kind of crazy, and then they just, yeah, like, keep going, but it, like, stems from something that is real, so then you're, like, kind of, like, yeah. invest, you become part of the world, and then you're, like, really, like, thrown into something that's kind of wild. Yeah, and, like, that's what helps, it guides you through it, you can, like, yeah. follow it, and they're, like, kind of Which, allowed to, like, do crazy shit like that and still convince you that these are, like, real people and this is a real world. Yeah, I mean, that's, I like it a lot. Yeah. I have no qualms with that. No, I, I was just saying, yeah, that's fun. Okay. Um, I've been you into have, it really recently. You've been into it really recently? Yeah. Like, not Brooklyn Nine-Nine, though. <laughs> I think you should leave this a better, but, um, no, <laughs> that's what I appreciated about it. I, there's a lot of things I appreciate about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay. I, it's a little quirky. 
I yeah, you don't like <laughs> boy oh boy, don't you I not have, like, like I quirky. have a, a meter on quirky that's you not have a good. you have a cap on quirky that I usually fill out on a I daily basis. So you're like, like no more. You can't watch it in your TV um, shows. You have too much quirk in your real life. But I think that's where it shines is like when they do the bits and when they yeah. do like the elaborate like things but, going on and that's where I love the show. And then when they do see I don't the drama stuff eh, but not I think, that interested unless the character's really funny doing it. But I don't think like like I don't think a show realistically can and I know there are shows like it, but just do bits. for me I yeah. can't see a show realistically surviving long term only doing bits. But I wish I wish the plot existed to service the bits. <laughs> Like, I kind of wish they just did things because it was fun. Which they, I think they do a lot of the time. But I think, like, like I'm never watching the show for the stuff on the side. I'm hoping that the stuff on the side builds towards these funny moments. I'm usually watching the show for the character development and character relationships. Okay, you just care about people. <laughs> I'm here for a good laugh. And then I'm hoping that in those okay. moments... I get a lot of fun bits. No, that's fair. So that's why I just like the care, like the plots don't engage. But it, like that's fine. They engage me a little bit. They engage me for a while, for a, one or two seasons. People grow. People change. People move on. I Shiny don't. Things. I don't. <laughs> Some people like stability. <laughs> I just I'm too emotionally fragile to, <laughs> to 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 not have the stability of these. Long running sitcom procedural shows. Um, um, should we move more into tropes? Yeah. Uh, my first trope was I didn't know what exactly it is like nerdy girl type A teacher's pet character, which is Amy Santiago. No, but like I feel like <laughs> no, she's, I have that too. she's very much like a trope. Like she's she's the epitome of, um, of like the teacher's pet. Yeah, Hermione character. Granger. Yeah. Uh, Wendy Darling, Peter Pan. Yeah. That type of she's like. It's a very, like, I feel like a mother kind of role. I kind of like the but, way like, they do her. like, a girl her. boss kind of way. Yeah, I kind of... like, oh, yeah. I like the way they do her where, like, I think... Because I think the nerdy girl or the type of character... I think they can be played, like, one of two ways. Either, like, the way they do it with Amy where she's, like, overly competitive and, like, really, like... Yeah. I think obsessive about stuff. Or they can make them, like, like the shy nerdy girl, which is always kind of annoying and, like, just really insecure in, like, a yeah. weird way they don't enjoy whereas like the way they portray amy i find is really fun i personally liked her um and i like <laughs> yeah, like you don't walk on eggshells and i like um i feel like you really don't she's at the bottom of my i i like her like overly competitive energy yeah. that's matched with like a deep insecurity that like comes out in a really yeah. weird sort of like uncomfortable way and like watching that journey of like not changing a lot about herself throughout the show but like growing and being more comfortable in like what and who she is and like what she is is the epitome mm. of a trope yeah okay i i don't here's the thing i don't hate amy i think she's really good for the first bit i think in the first bit of the show i think at least to me it comes across the show's very aware that she's annoying and like her and jake's thing is that they're kind of both really annoying yeah. They're supposed to be, like, she's the know-it-all. That's what I wrote down was a know-it-all. Okay, That's yeah. Know-it-all. But, um, yeah. and she's, like, constantly bringing up her, but even, like, Captain Holt, like, she's fucking annoying to him, and a very different way from the way, like, Jake's an annoying to him. Yeah. So, uh, that's what, how, where I can appreciate it in Amy, whereas I can't, so I like Hermione, because she has, like, a little bit of an edge to her. Okay. Um, in Superstore, I feel like, 
Is her name also Amy in yeah. Superstore? <laughs> Who's basically just also Amy? Yeah, I, I mean, feel like she's in, also that in Superstore, she's a lot more annoying about it, especially because yeah, I feel like they don't know she's annoying and they treat it like she's a girl boss. Well, because yeah, well, because I'm gonna, I was gonna say, Brooklyn Nine Nine's Amy has, I think, the character depth and like yeah, that like, like the Superstore Amy doesn't like Brooklyn Nine, like in this show in Brooklyn Nine Nine, <laughs> like the same character. <laughs> I feel like the way Amy is portrayed, like she she is really annoying to Captain Holt, but she, like, also very deeply wants a wants a role model and someone she can look up to who she hasn't had throughout her entire yeah. career. So it stems from, like, wanting to be better and wanting to do better, and I think that's really interesting. And, like, she really cares and is really passionate, whereas, like, what an what gets annoying about the know-it-all character in Superstore of, like, other Amy is... She's really, like, sarcastic and doesn't care, it feels like, a lot of the time. It's like, okay, well, if you don't care about this and, like, you're apathetic towards this, why do I care about you and your journey? Like, what do you care about? What are you passionate about? And I think that kind of is what makes the the version of it in this show more interesting to yeah. me. It's like, she's really passionate about stuff, and that's almost what makes her more Like, annoying. it's kind of the thing, like, I think her, her like, A-typeness is almost the thing that, like, gets in her way like she kind of gets in her own way yeah like she works very hard but she gets her, well when it comes to like things well, outside of her career i was thinking this like when i was watching an episode i was watching an episode the other day just like i put on a random episode in season one and like jake got the opportunity to do this thing and i was like oh amy would never get this up like i think it was like he has to like get fired from the nine nine okay. so that he can go undercover and, and amy's like your job assignment super cool and i was like that's something that's an opportunity amy would never really get because of the character that she is like she's so a type and she's so like cares about the rules and like uh whatever in her job that like it, it's not believable that she would like make well, a huge a, fuck up like that and yeah. like get fired and be able to go undercover with like a gang or something like i just like which well, just has no life i think it's her amy's, biggest issue yeah no like, but i just mean like she i think cares i think amy's amy doesn't take a lot of risks and so yeah. from that perspective it's really it's really hard for her to have the same cool opportunities that i think she would enjoy but like can't really do She's, like, trapped by it, almost. Yeah. She's, like, her, but, she is her own worst enemy, I think. But I think she sort of learns to accept her... Like, I think she finds a way to progress in her career that doesn't involve doing things that are just way out of her character. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think she's great at her career. Yeah, she does a great job. Like, I think overall she, like, overcomes these things, but... I think she's... they just perfect sense that she's the captain of the precinct, and she should have probably been that a long time ago. Yeah. But... It's just... I think she does... I think if you look deeper into the character, there's just, like... It's really sad to think that, like, there are a lot of things that I'm sure she would love to do, but she'll never get the opportunity to do because, like, of the way that she approaches she's that life. Because she is that character. Yeah. But I, I really like her. I know you have issues with her. Well, yeah. I don't know who I want to talk about now. Like, should we just talk about Amy? Because can I talk about her and Jake together? Well, we can talk about my next trope, which is the... Okay, let's just skip it. Yeah, we'll go to that. After. Well, I was going to say my next trope is basically Jake's character, which is, like, the man-child, like... Well, I wrote a trope that's A type, B type pairing. Uh, I also so let's do Jake and okay. we can talk about them together. So Jake's the, like the man-child character. Yeah. And I actually, what I actually really like about his character is he never grows up. Okay. He just like they force him to grow up in like ways where it's like, well, you have to be an adult. Like you have to have 
aspects of adulthood, but he doesn't lose the, the I think, the charm of a man-child character of, like, of being sort of silly and, like, yeah. um, not really, like, he seems very irresponsible all the time, but he also, like, finds a way to, to, but he also is, like, much more responsible than he was at the beginning. Like, he's, like, grows incrementally in ways where it's necessary, and then can kind of keep the, like, the yeah. craziness and the sort of childishness of him alive in other ways that I really enjoy. But I also have a soft spot for, like, man-child type alive in other ways? Does he, is he doing different shit in season, like, six than he is in season, like, two? Like, Yeah, well, I just think, like, in his, like... Well, I guess, like, his personal growth comes from, and... like, his... Like, I think he's a more responsible person in season six than he is in season two, but his his I core... See. What I mean is, like, his core personality doesn't change. Yeah. That doesn't change. It's just, like, exteriorly, like, you can kind of see a growth in him very small and, like, very slight that continues that's, like, more maybe of an emotional growth or, like... Just like generally getting his life together see, a little okay. bit more than there was, but yeah. we don't have we don't have to see a lot of it. And I think like I enjoy that they were able to keep his childish character alive. And I I love a childish boy, so fun. They're able to keep him alive, but then also like show him as like a real person and like have like he has. I feel like a lot of emotional moments that are like he's a real person with, like, a life and a background, and, like, this is why he is the way he is, and, like, this yeah. is him, like, trying to be better, but, like, he doesn't always succeed, and sometimes, I don't know, I think it's, like, a fun way that they do it, where, like, I don't have to, this character, because I think, also, this character trope can get really annoying really fast, one, if you don't like it, but also if, like, if they never figure out a way to grow up the character but keep it alive, you know what I mean? Like, if, like, I feel like sometimes what they'll do is they'll be like, oh, someone just takes care of them now. And it's like, no, you need them to, like, have the ability to be their own person, but just, like, in their way that works. I think, like, yeah, for me, and I think I have a similar thing with Amy, is, like, I think, like, they are both the annoying characters. And I think, like, like the show just becomes this way, too. And I think, like, once their arcs are kind of done, which I guess is, like, kind of when they get together... I feel like once they, like, once Amy learns she needs to have fun sometimes, and once Jake learns that he needs to be responsible sometimes, that to me kind of, like, puts a cap on that character, at least that aspect of the character for me, and I want to see less of it. And, like, I'm okay if, like, Jake is still doing this. I'm okay if he's still, like, pulling pranks, and I'm not. I think he's still kind of, like, really obnoxious. Like, he's always, like... But I don't think he was ever... into the room, taking center... Like, you know what I mean? He is, like, still that annoying character. He's still, like, yeah, but taking charge that's... and interrupting people and, like, blowing off work. Like, he's doing all these things that, like, he's still used to do, and I just wish he learned a little bit more, like, maybe humility. And I think Amy, too, like, a little bit more, like, kindness. Like, I think... I wish they just, like... Well, I feel like you're asking the characters to to change that like with the yeah. character that was introduced like, to you the character that was introduced to you in the pilots i like the fact that their core personalities who they are as people doesn't change what changes is like yeah like amy learns that she needs to take lives a little less seriously sometimes i feel like then they just but like, i feel like she does it's just very like it. it's just like very incremental like i think it's it's not a lot like they're very like small subtle changes that like it never actually changes who they are. It's just, like, you can see 
small aspects of it in their lives were like, oh yeah, this is a little bit different than it was. Which makes sense, because we're being introduced to them when they're like in their late 20s. Well, that's what I'm saying. So like, they're, like established, they be... they're established people already. Like, but they're the... children. They act like children the whole time. Okay, but and it's a sitcom, Papa Holt Marissa. is like their dad. No, that's like fine, but... What, what sitcom characters don't ask? Like, character growth. If it's not character growth. Like, it's not character growth. If it's not character growth. If they're not growing, they're not changing. Then they're not growing, they're not changing. And they're the same person. And it gets annoying after eight seasons. Okay. Okay, whatever. <sighs> Agree to disagree. It's okay. Um, well, you have a true... <laughs> Let's move on. Um, I like that they have, like, an A-type, B-type thing. That's a trope that I do also like, really like. Mm-hmm. I think that Amy and Jake... My favorite things about them is when they're together, they have such good chemistry. I think they're amazing, like, foils to each other. And I think when they throw in Doyle super that adds like yeah so much fun to it i think uh i like the charles aspect of their relationship too because he it's also boyle i realize not doyle but <laughs> i like i was like thinking it was boyle and i was like this is a stupid ass name for a person <laughs> it's, it's named charles boyle. is his actual Sorry, name charles, charles boyle. boyle but um i like his aspect of their relationship too because he's almost like the fan like watching the show being like oh why don't you guys yeah, get together like, he's their number one fan. he's sort of like the one who is like saying what i think a lot of not like in a creepier way but like what a lot of fans like think a little bit where it's like oh, how can we, he's like, how, we haven't seen, like, I think in the finale, he's like, we haven't seen you guys kiss in, like, a couple of years, you oh, never yeah. kiss in front of us anymore, and it's like, yeah, because they just, like, stopped writing it as, like, a thing, or, like, whatever, and it's like, he's kind of saying what the fans are thinking, but just in a really weird, boily way, which I think is really, like, a fun insert character it's to have. It's a fun, um, invert, I feel like, of the trope of, like, the best friend being really jealous and petty of, like, the relationship. Yeah. It's or, insane. like, it's a fun, yeah, it's just, like, a fun... Yeah, it's just a fun audience insert that I enjoy that I don't... Like, a lot of shows obviously don't do that, so it's, like... And I think the nice. show actually does that a lot. They do in- invert a lot of, like, character archetypes. Um, like, Captain Holt being, like, oh, stern, strict captain, no mess around. Like, that's how he's introduced, right? Yeah. And he's, like, Mr. Robot. That was another trope I wrote. He's, like, the Spock of yeah. the whatever. Um, but then they, like... But that, like, when he comes out of his shell, you see that he's, like, he's- very, like loud and energetic and passionate and like has all these crazy hobbies he's very there vibe like he's very intense just like all the other characters yeah so he even though he is a stern no-nonsense guy he's also got the like level of intensity that they need for this show that like each character kind of has to have about their niche thing like I think it adds so much respect for him. Like, it adds so much, like, I feel like BDE to that character, too. (laughs) Like, when they they back up these, like, like, super surface level, like, archetypes with, like, something... I love when when shows do this, when it's like, oh, he's the serious robot front-facing person, but he's like this, actually, on the inside. Like, or, like... And he's like... And it's because he's like this, and I love when you are, like... To you, you have to connect the dots of, like, how these personalities mesh together. I also like that he's... Like he's this—he's kind of always the serious robot a little bit in like yeah, his that's mannerisms just how he and is. how he is. And I like that they're he never owns it, and he's not like ashamed of anything. Like, he's not hiding anything. Yeah. It's like what you would usually probably think is like, oh, he's like probably no, and super I, repressed and but unemotional. What I like about that is, I think a lot of the time what they do is they'll yeah they'll do that character where they're repressed, unemotional, or just like serious robotic. And they don't give them any depth, or they give them so much depth that, like, what they are on the outside is, like, just nowhere near what they are. On, yeah. Like, like once you, like, break that character out of its shell, they, you just make them a very emotional person all of a sudden, and it's like, no, I like the way that he... 
he is yeah. what he is but there's just like more to him it's and like someone can act this yeah. way and be this way and still have a lot of depth and it not have to be like That's some a, big dramatic is, like, scene Amy and Jake too um, they're kind of surface level and they have depth yeah okay, maybe that convinced me um you did the A type B type I did the partners to lovers trope like the what is it? Is it coworkers to lovers? It's kind of an enemies to lovers. Well, it's a I, lot of things. I no, guess. I was thinking like specifically in cop shows. Oh, they do like your partner becomes <laughs> like your, like I think are they it's, partners? Well, in this show, whatever. they're just kind like, of partners. Anyone just is, whoever ones. whoever pairs up on whatever case is their partner. Like sometimes Amy's his partner, sometimes Boyle's his partner, sometimes yeah. Rose's his partner. You know what I mean? But um, I think it's really common in cop shows that like the partners always fall in love, and sometimes that can be really annoying and. I could totally see if people didn't like it. I like the way... I really love this trope. I think it's a fun way to do it. I fall for it 90% of the time. <laughs> There's, like, every once in a while, I'm like, this is weird. They shouldn't be together. But I yeah. think if you cast the right, like, Yeah, you have to know going in that's going to happen and that they have chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, they had so much chemistry and, like, yeah. they do a really good job. Like, like I said, they're basically... Or I haven't said this yet. Why did I say like I said? No, I like you said, they're foils to each other, but they're basically just built to be the exact opposite of each yeah. other in a lot of ways. This is the opposite attract. So there's the opposite attract thing going like, on. Like and then show. like so they're very like typical. I also like it because I think this show does do a lot of like typical cop show tropes, but like kind of ridiculous, like makes them sort of ridiculous or like flips them a little bit. And so this is kind of funny because you take the traditional cop show trope of like one is a by the book cop and one's kind of a bad boy but like they're both so silly and like weird and like yeah the partners who like get together eventually and you make it really like silly and like fun to match the vibe of the show which i really enjoyed and i like maybe this is a hot take i don't know i like that they get together and their relationship just plays out kind of behind the scenes normally and you don't see a yeah, lot of it totally. and they never break up or have some big fight like I didn't feel like the relationship was too drawn out. I think they got together at, like, the end of season two-ish or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's about the time that I want to see you guys get together. Season three-ish, I mean, I want to see your relationship progress. And then after that, it can it can, it like can a take a back seat. Oh, okay, yeah. I can see it every once in a while, like, whatever. Like, I like that it feels like an almost, like, just, like, a healthy relationship that is portrayed. And it, you don't have to see... A lot of drama and you don't have to see like you can kind of just see it for the milestones and then like have the rest of it be kind of subtle because i yeah. i've ha heard people complain about it before like oh i hate that like jake and amy just like they were so on the front end of the show and then like so on the back burner for yeah. like the other seasons i'm like i kind of like that though, i mean because no, I'm also watching i don't a want them after they get together I mean, I, I like do. not on a show, but, but like, but, but like, like not that much. Like, it's I, not juicy drama. I don't want it to be juicy like, drama. I just want to like every so often. People I don't want to write them. Basically, what I want is every so often, and I feel like that's what they do with this. I want a cute moment between them, and then I want to move on with the show gotcha, and not yeah. have to pay attention to it. And I don't want to see them have drama because they're they're it adults kind of, at this point. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see that teen drama shit that I see in also, other shows. Also, when you like, like bring them drama, like when you have couples like get together and break up again, I feel like that's like. Or, like, there's issues in the relationship. It just, I feel like, retcons the idea that they're, like, soulmates or that they're, like, perfect together, that they're in love. Like, you can't have... Yeah. I mean, I think obviously they have on, issues, but, like... It depends on why they break up, because I think a lot of shows, I'll watch it and I'll be like, oh, you broke up and your reason was really valid and it was never addressed. And I don't understand why you didn't address the reason they broke up and then mend it. Yeah. Whereas, like, when, when a couple breaks up for, like, 
for for a reason that's like kind of like valid enough and they address it or like a reason that's like it's kind of dumb and trivial and like things just got out of hand and then they get back together later i'm like that's fine i don't mind that but i feel like a lot of shows will like break a couple up for the drama and then like yeah just like just randomly like, be like oh they're reason. together again now and i'm like but like why like what happened like why is this different yeah, like in the office we were like oh pam just like doesn't want jim to have a dream job so there's gonna be strife in the yeah room. <laughs> like what yeah well like, the office <laughs> Yeah, I Pam no and Jim's relationship f fuming about that, but <laughs> I actually think I hate it. But like, that's fine. It is I, like I a good representation it. of a healthy relationship. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the way that Jake and Amy's relationship played out. I don't think I appreciated it at the time. I think I was like, oh, why are they not in it? But then when I rewatch it, I'm like, oh no, this is like nice, and it's just kind of cute, and it matches the vibe of the show, and they don't have to have. Of drama, but then they have those cute moments, um, and we see the milestones. They get engaged, they get married, yeah, they have a baby. I think it all kind of like plays out pretty average in terms of a yeah. relationship play out, which I like also. I don't want a lot of drama, and I like that Jake and Amy are basically the only real workplace romance in the show. Hey, <laughs> look at my notes. I didn't look at your notes. What did it say? My favorite couples. What are show. your favorite couple? Oh, okay. No, not yet. It's Sorry. My hot take section. Okay, maybe I'm forgetting some. Uh, we'll talk about it later. Um, they also have the fan, the found family trope. Yeah, I I put parental figure boss, which I feel like is very similar. It's just <laughs> to any the, boss. <laughs> no, where I feel like a lot of I like what they do at the show. <laughs> Where they just sort of say outright, no, Jake thinks Holt is his daddy. Like, there's, yeah. a, there's no, like, pretending about it. Is. I actually even, like, when it's Jake really basically sweet. portrays that he sees Amy as his mom and Holt as his dad in, like, the workplace, I'm like, this is, like, obviously really weird, but, like, kind of... Terry's the mom, are you kidding me? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, but I like when he said that at one point, and I was like, oh, this show is just straight up, they're just gonna tell us exactly yeah, what they Yeah, I kind of like, like that, it's kind of fun. There are a lot they're of shows... A lot of shows will have like an authority figure and have them be like a parental figure to the main character or main characters but like they'll try to make it subtle and it just feels weird and they won't admit it whereas like this show is right off the bat no i love Holt that is jake's dad like there's just yeah. like there's nothing more to it jake wants the parental um approval that he has never been able to get from his father and like, i also think that like that's like a parallel where like when you're going for it, as long as the show did it like it, it kind of gets past that point of being subtle I think it's like I, I, I love a sweet moment like to me I guess we when like when there's like the found family but like the parent and like the child like found parent and child basically and then like that being like just accepted like oh no like yeah. we're like when they accept the responsibility of being like that person in each other's life I think it's just so sweet I think it's very <laughs> sweet I like there's like a scene at some point in the show where Holt like basically says like i'm proud of you and i think that's like a really sweet moment of like oh yeah like he understands yeah what like he, he understands his role he understands what he is to jake and, and he doesn't ever it. really try to change it yeah He's like, this is who i am to this person and i think you well, watch him slowly into that too, i think i think like, you watch him like slowly accept it yeah yeah I think he's a little more, you know, like Jake obviously isn't gonna outright say it most of the time he waits a little bit to say something like that but more or less they say this and i like that they say it they address it head on they they're not pretending and like there's yeah. no point in pretending 
And I like yeah, that Holt, he's maybe hesitant towards it, but like just slowly he realizes, yes, this is the role <laughs> that I perform for this person. <laughs> and he kind of understands his role in each of their lives and plays it appropriately, which I uh, appreciate also. What did you want to talk about next? I, I talked about a couple characters already. Um, okay, we can talk about... Um, oh, a last... I don't know if this is a trope per se, but the last thing I enjoy about it is the heist episodes that I feel like oh, are a huge part of the show. Like a special or whatever. Like, like I like the way that they kind of take the idea of a heist movie and put it into an episode where like each one has to be like greater and like more impossible and more elaborate than the last one and it's like so silly because it's like <laughs> like like all the like oceans movies for example yeah. I feel like they're always like trying to outdo each other yeah. and it just gets to be so like ridiculous and I kind of really enjoy that they play with that trope and yeah. do it exactly correctly <laughs> like yes do I get annoyed at some of the episodes sure but I think they do it exactly the way that a heist that heist movie series play out so I really enjoy that they did that and I just kind of wanted to say that as a general <laughs> no, really. I think well, I think that's also something they do. They do spoofs like a few times. Like I think they do like a Die Hard one. Oh yeah, they do. And then they do. They do a lot of ones. Well, I said this in like a. I don't know what to call these. I do like the way they play around with cop drama tropes and like okay. kind of trivialize them and make them silly, or just like various like movie tropes or like like Jake is like obsessed with like cop movies and stuff, and they're always talking about it. And I think the way that they play with those tropes and like portray them in the show whether you like notice that it's happening or not because like sometimes i'm like oh i don't recognize this one because i've never seen okay yeah x y and z but it's still entertaining to watch like yeah so i think that's really fun that's good but that was my last thing on tropes do you have anything more on tropes or uh no okay do you want to talk about characters yeah we talked about kalori yes we talked about jake and amy and captain holt my last thing about yeah, I don't know. Did I have anything I had to say? I mean, Captain Holt, I thought about this when we were talking about him earlier. His relationship with Gina was really funny to me. Because I feel like Gina... <laughs> had a weird relationship. <laughs> but I feel like Gina was the only person in that office who did not, like, who did not give fly two flying fucks about, like... That's why they got along. Holt's, like, they were like, just, like, both authority. such, like, such, like, confident, stubborn personalities. Yeah, I think they're I a like. lot more similar than, and, like, like But, like, opposite. Like, 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 she's... Communicates an opposite way of Holt, but, like, they are the same. And I think <laughs> a lot of the time, what I like is that Gina's kind of... Because Gina is a lot like Holt in the, in the stubbornness and the, the confidence levels that she has, she's kind of the character who can force him to do things that like he might not normally do you know yeah. like he'll sort of they have a lot of plot lines together i don't remember that many. well she's just like assistant so they just interact a lot okay but yeah. i feel like every so often like i'll see them interact and like it'll be like he'll sort of like trivialize something she's doing think it's silly and then be like oh no never mind that like makes a lot of sense or like gina you're like a lot like smarter than like you, you seem like gina, no grows... gina is a intentional bimbo like she yeah. does he not grows to appreciate her in a way that i really respect like i love this is like a stupid one but i like when they give her if captain holt was like a straight white man he would appreciate her talents probably not just wouldn't get it. They wouldn't get the we girl's way. No, I think I, I just understand. really like the relationship, and I realized that when we were talking earlier. I like the way it plays out because she is, she is silly and goofy, but like she's also very similar to him. She's and, like, very similar to Jake too. Yeah, but they're basically siblings. Yeah, her and Jake grew up together, so you know they have a lot. Yeah, that's and a I, cute relationship too. Is her and Jake's yeah. relationship? 
Well, I always thought that was really adorable. Do you want adorable. us to hear my notes for Gina? Because he always, like, backs up. He always, like, comes to her defense, right? Oh, like, yeah. Always. Yeah, it's so sweet. My, um, my only note for Gina was, my favorite character of the series. I want to be yeah. her. She's who I channel in my everyday life. One day I hope to be just like her. Enough said. She's amazing. It makes sense that she leaves the show. It just makes her cooler. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're too good for this. disappears. The only time I don't really like her is, like, she's a bit of a dick in the later season after she leaves the show but like whatever i don't even care that much it's kind of weird when they're like oh she's leaving to go do xyz but it's like i don't know she is like jake's like sister slash like yeah and she's kind of his niece and like yeah it's like and i think that's well like they could have at least like mentioned that she's well they do like she oh do they she comes into the show like she's in i think basically an episode she's in an episode or two of every season basically but she comes into the show and at one point jake is like kind of pissed off that she keeps blowing him off and I'm like, oh, yeah, no, like, she's kind of being a dick. And, like, it's not, like, outside of her character. It's just kind of, like, weird. But, yeah, I job I like her a lot. I like, um, I also like Captain Holt and Kevin's relationship a lot. Like, I think it's a really sweet um, relationship that's, it's like. It's a very adult relationship, too, I think. Yeah. Like, I like when they show them, they've ha- they have, like, fights or whatever. The only, and they work it out. The only time I didn't really like their relationship was in the last season, I got kind of annoyed that they did the plot line of, like, Kevin and Holt are, like, separated because of, like the tensions of covid or whatever and i was like okay well was it the tensions of covid tension of covid and like being a black police officer and everything wait why was kevin upset that he was a black police officer i think like it was just like like, holt said it was like an emotional like thing for him and they grew apart and stuff like that and they kind of like broke like i don't remember exactly they kind of yada yada it but Mm, it felt really weird it is like like, a little far-fetched i think for me to believe that they would ever separate but and they got back together eventually they're just so emotionally intelligent but i just found it really annoying i was like mm, i don't know if i like this i think it was basically like a whole kind of like prioritize the job and stuff like that like that was a growing tension in their relationship okay. i just didn't enjoy it i thought that was the only annoying thing about their thing because for the most part they seem to be able to communicate and like fight yeah. and like have their relationship be very adult and like very like stable and nice which i enjoyed but whatever you know whose relationship <sighs> is my favorite relationship Who's? um it's doyle and gina I actually really liked it too. I thought it was They're hilarious. They're so cute together. They're so funny. I can't believe. Uh, I guess she had to leave the show, but like. No, I think it made sense for what it was. Though, like, I kind of liked what it was. Yeah, I guess you're right. I think, and it's Boyle again. Sorry. <laughs> I I think I wrote it. Uh, he and Gina were a funny relationship to watch, and I liked it. Served what it needed to, and like it didn't linger. Like it just kind yeah. of like it was what it was, and then you saw them grow. Like again, Gina did a really good job at like you'd see her like be emotional and like with the characters but then immediately follow it up with like a bit or like whatever be like don't take it too seriously like i'm still me like i'm not yeah which Gina, i kind of enjoy me as well has this thing where she can get away with being annoying because it's funny yeah like, to me it's like your joke has to be funny if you're gonna be a little annoying doing it and then i'll accept it but like she's always funny and that's why it works true I think, um, yeah, I know, but I, I Whereas, thought, like, sometimes when Jake does it, I'm like, okay, well, that was the joke worth it? Like, it's Well, us. I think Gina is basically, well, Gina also is a character that, yes, she's a main character, but she's in it significantly less than all the other main characters, true. so she kind of gets to come in and have those quippy one-liners and be basically the best character of the show. I don't think that's anyone... Well, she is a comedian, though. I think she, like... Yeah. Know, do you think she wrote her own lines? Maybe. Yeah, probably, but like, I just mean, like, she's able to do X, Y, and Z with it, and then leave and like not have to have a huge thing about it you know what i mean like she's not like transition through different like whereas like gina's kind of just there to serve 
comedic timing and occasionally she has a bit of a bigger plotline but there's not like a ton to it the way there is I think with a lot of the other characters like you have to see them on screen a lot and you have to see them doing the police aspect of the job whereas Gina's just kind of like yeah can just be there she can be like she's a personality hire and she knows it yeah and so she does but um yeah Boyle and Gina were like fun I like when they become siblings and uh (laughs) when do they become siblings oh yeah their parents get married and then I like when uh when Gina's mom leaves Boyle's dad and Boyle finds out that Gina like Gina Boyle is like mad at Gina for it and then he reads the text and it's like I think I'm gonna leave like my, like Boyle's dad or whatever and Gina's like no why would you do that and she's like I just don't feel like being with him anymore lol and then <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh wow so iconic. <laughs> what a funny like what an ins- like I think it was something along those lines which I thought was really funny and then yeah no I really enjoyed their relationship and I liked the way it progressed I also like that Boyle and Rosa never got together. Like, you know how in season... Were they season... going to? No, no, no. But you know how in season one, how, like, Boyle had a huge crush on her and it yeah. was, like, a big plot point? I was kind of worried watching the show that that would be oh, something that they yeah. would build up to because totally. a lot of shows would do something like that where they'd be like, oh, and then she sort of softens and does it. And they do the, like, fun, like, bait-and-switch thing where, like, Rose says, says a sweet thing to Charles where she's like, oh, I've never dated, like, a good guy, no one like you. And then we, like, op- open to the next scene where Charles and Gina have like fucked and it's like oh okay like Thank really God. like switched it but i like that because i obviously i don't think charles and rosa rosa would have been a good relationship and i like their friendship becomes very like sweet and fun yeah. and like i think they I are what they like, need to be yeah I also I, like but seeing, i like that they didn't pursue that because yeah. that would have been annoying what i like seeing as well like i feel like unrequited love is never really represented in a way where it doesn't end in them never really getting together that's, like yeah i like when it ends which is like no sometimes you like someone and they don't like you back and it sucks and you get over it and they, also, you never end up with them i was and, gonna say that yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like that they showed unrequited love and they didn't have a happy ending yeah for it, per se so isn't this just not unrequited love like it's not <laughs> realistic that everyone you like is gonna like you and that's fine i mean it, it does suck or that there's even gonna be anything there like yeah it's like totally it's like one like i think they really show and i mean i think that's part of charles's like character development too is him realizing like i can't like keep fixating on this woman like i need to like yeah move forward and he like you know he has sort of weird charles relationships but like he finds a way to sort of he does a good job of attracting weird girls yeah yeah i think he does a good job at finding people who are like right for him which is girls like weird guys um, is, is weird like a, a thing that you're a girl just like it's weird do you like weird guys <laughs> I don't really get it I, I like like an edge is that the same thing I like I like interest I mean I like say, just like weird like do you think some I'd say like objectively the people that I spend time with are super weird so like I don't know if I can necessarily say that's not but just like someone who just does like objectively weird things even to you like like fucking Boyle it de- <laughs> like I am I attracted to Boyle no but like but, like <laughs> if you was say like, I was attracted to, like, Jake. Like, I thought he was, like, really cute and funny. Like, I That's find him weird. charming, and he's super weird. Do you think Andy Sandberg's hot? Yes. Very much so. Yeah. He was, gives me, like, Tom Holland Little Brother vibes. I, I also think Tom Holland is hot. Yeah, I know. You like the little brother. Um, <laughs> you like well, the little brother. You also have, like, little sister vibes, so, like... <laughs> You guys like the same generation? Um, yeah. I'm young and cool and you're old. You're, like, the same pool of, like, yeah. You're into um, your, like... No, I mean, I think, yeah. <laughs> I, I like, personally, when someone is a little bit weird 
in in like their own I'm just way. wondering. I think it'd be funny if it's just like you know but, how like girls are really into like oh skinny like malnourished looking idiots or whatever. No, like the I. hot girls are like that's what they're pulling hot I girls. I feel like it'd be funny if the next one's like oh like the weird guys are pulling hot girls and it's like well I just think like, just like glue sniff like weird people like just well I don't know because like what people think is weird is very like subjective also just like weird. But like, like why do you not, have no like standard of like what's weird? And because what's, like, because is, is nothing weird to you? No, because some things are. Yeah, I'll be like, that's really weird. I don't like this. But there are some things people do. It's like that's really weird, but that's kind of cute that you do this. Okay, so you'd be into the weirdos. Like it just kind of depends on the type of weird, and it depends on like, like an extreme level of quirkiness. Like again, I would like, have to interact. He puts with like this mayonnaise person. in his craft dinner. I would say She's that's disgusting, that. but that probably wouldn't oh, be a weird. red. But okay, that probably like, wouldn't be know, like a reason examples. to not be with someone. He like never wears shoes on the street. Okay, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> want to be with that person. Just because it's gross, though. And you think of a just because it's gross. Example. Like if you thought of something that was just like kind of like there are weird things that I think are cute. I don't know exactly what it is, but like I think there are a lot of things that people do where it's like, yeah, that's probably kind of weird that you do. Okay, this, but, when like, he has a doctor's appointment, he takes off the day before and the day of the doctor's appointment. Why? <laughs> I don't understand that's, why. It's weird, yeah. It's weird. It's but like, you just feel like, oh, he's just weird. <laughs> like, I feel it's like... It's cute that I just have no idea why he does the things he does, because he's weird. <laughs> no, but, like, I don't think that's, like, that's what it is to be... Like, I think people can do No, I think things. there's, like, weird. There's, like, an objective weird where it's just, like, you do something kind of banal that, like... It's not anything, like... It's not, like, there's no, like, reason behind it. It's just, like, oh, they have a... <laughs> they do something weird. <laughs> Like, I don't know. It would just, I feel like... <laughs> I don't know how you... you understand what, like... No, like, I understand is. what you're saying. I understand what weirdness is. What I'm saying is, I wouldn't immediately reject someone because they're weird. And I don't know... And yes, the doctor's appointment thing is really weird. Okay, I, like, he ran up to you, Naruto run, page boy hat, said, Hello, madam. Would you like to come on a soiree with me? Like, this is something Boyle would do. Why well, like, wouldn't you just weird. be attracted to Boyle? That's, yeah. Okay, but, like, it's not Boyle, it's... That person, no. Tom Holland. <laughs> no, I wouldn't like that. <laughs> I think it just depends on the type of weird. Why is that so hard for you to okay, understand? Okay, fine. Like, you're giving me examples, and I'm like, no, I'm not attracted to this, but that doesn't mean that, like, everyone who's weird is a write off. That's what I'm asking. No. I I'm... think it's very specific. I think it's very specific to the It's person. like being weird, like, just hot. No, but, like, also being weird isn't inherently not hot. Okay, that's what I was asking. There's just no inherent, God. like, sex appeal one way or the other to weirdness. If someone was, like, a weird that's that meshed... That's really the question I'm asking. But what I'm saying is there isn't, like, an Okay, so that's your answer, answer yeah. is there isn't. Okay, thanks. Let's move on. <laughs> Probably did that. That took so long. Fucking Christ. What am I talking about? Okay, I really like Terry. Yeah. He's one of my top characters. I like He's Terry funny. fine. I love white chicks as well. Is so, he in that? Yeah. Okay. He's Terry, his way downtown. Living. I'm pretty sure I'd never watched, or I watched half of White Chicks. I hated it. It's funny in a Brooklyn night. Let's not talk anymore. Anyways. Let's end this podcast here, actually, because I don't want to talk to anyone. No, um, I actually forgot to write about Terry. So he's a character I forgot. He's a, such a great character. I wrote down Hitchcock and Scully, and I forgot I Terry. <laughs> Um, They're like the Hitchcock and Slayer, like the old guys in the Muppets that sit in like the the opera booth. What I wrote for Hitchcock and Scully is funny bits, irrelevant ninety nine percent of the time. I'm glad they never became more than what they are. Basically, in episode yes, one, that's fine. I didn't write much. I just I was trying to I write all the characters down, and I was like, my entire thing was like, <laughs> you're they were bits. 
and that was fun. And I never wanted them to be more, and they it never It would have been were. funny if they, like, cut, I guess, like, they all left the precinct, but... Yeah. If there was, like, a, a like, like, a 30 years later, and they're just, like, Hitchcock and Scully chilling around the precinct, because Hitchcock and Scully weren't they, like, supposed to be, like, I mean, what they are, like... <laughs> Four years ago. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> who is it? I don't know if it's Hitchcock or Scully, because to be honest, they're the same person to me. One of them retires in the last season. No, but, like, it'd be funny to see, like, the younger generation oh, just, yeah, like, yeah. become... Because that, be that just is what happens after you were... <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked And their... it would imply that, like, that's what they were, like, before was, like, liked... cool and hot and, like, really good. Well, they, they did that. They did the oh, backstory of Hitchcock and Scully. Yeah, where, like, yeah. But they were, like, it, like cool and young and hot. It. And then they meet the woman and she, like, gives them discount on, like, wings or whatever. Be and they become, like, fat, lazy boys. <laughs> or at least Jake. Um, so I really like that. But Jake, uh, Jake retires. <laughs> becomes a full-time daddy. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, I liked, I like Terry. I think he does, I think Terry, like Gina and like Hitchcock and Scully and like a lot of the characters in the show, he does what I need him to do, you know? Like, he's the character yeah. I need him to be and I don't have a lot to say about him because I don't have criticisms or like anything about that's him fair. that I love. I just think like a lot of the characters in the show and that's why I like the show, they are exactly what I want from them. Like, there's very little for me to want them to be different. The only character who, like, I think I get sick of sometimes, who I don't always love, and this is maybe a hot take, is Rosa. Um, I think... So, I think she's a fun character to start out with, and, like, obviously it's fun to have the badass whatever character. Um, she has some great moments. All in all, I never felt like she added that much to the show. She was just kind of like... I'm not mad she's there, but, like, I also don't really mm. need you to be there a lot of the time. I also am not sure if I think the actress who plays Rosa is good or not. Like, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know if she's a good actress or not. I've never seen her in anything else, so, like, that also is something. But I don't know if she, like, does a good job with it. Or it's if... hard to tell, I find, in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, because I think that, like, a lot of their them are style of acting, but, like, characters. It, they okay. are so much, the, but, like, I mean, the acting is supposed to be, I think, kind of campy. And yeah. kind of like over the like, I, they do sometimes. I think sound like they're doing like sketch comedy. Yeah, yeah. All the time. No, it's I very think like cartoonish. That was also for me. It's like sometimes when Rosa gets emotional, I'm like, I can't tell if the actress who plays her is doing a bad job or if she's being told to like act a specific it. kind of like, way. I don't think they like, brought Rosa into the show knowing they were going to get to like season four and giving her all these like. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. I mean, realistically, no. But anyone who starts who's who's creating a show doesn't it maybe plans for like the first one to four seasons and it's like there's no way i'm getting more than that that's like yeah. if i'm lucky i'll get like, <laughs> like i don't think Rosa's meant before. to be a main character i think she was meant to be like a, or like yeah. a, to have her own plot line so i just found her meh but like all the well, other characters i really enjoyed yeah i really liked her with one of my favorite characters pimento yes i really like them together and i was so pissed that they so unceremoniously ended Okay, I also enjoyed her and Pimento together. I thought it was funny. That's why I also found it jarring, too, when she came out. It was, like, fine. I was like, oh, you're dating women now. But, like, I also was like, oh, I thought you were, like, so in love with Pimento. And I was like, they, I feel like they made us root for that relationship when it was starting. Well, she was so in love with Pimento. And that's the other thing is sometimes it felt like her coming out as no, bi. she only be, like, in love with guys. I just assumed that, like, they would end up, like, those two would end no. up. No. <laughs> but I sometimes I felt like her coming out as bi meant a little bit that like it almost like took away a little bit from like 
her relationship with Pimento or like whatever else where it's like it seems like you want to like really focus on her dating women now instead of just like her dating whoever she's into well, Pimento was a very significant relationship for her too I think right like that but was they, one of her most like serious relationships yeah they got engaged yeah well, like, like, whatever. He was, I think, her most like, serious whatever. relationship. And I thought they were such a good match for each other. They brought such, like, energy to each other's characters. Well, like, obviously, yeah. you know. No, so... Pimento, I forgot his name, but... No, yeah. I love him. The actor. Oh, yeah, he's he's good. He's funny. No, I liked it. I thought... But, like, I think right after she came out as bi, the show really focused on her dating women, and I was like, that's fine. I'm okay. Like, obviously, yeah. But sometimes I was like, oh, like, it's fine if, like, Pimento is, like, the person that she wants to be with too like she's bisexual she's allowed was to want to be with like, him pimento didn't just couldn't come back on the show he came back a few times was there a plot line where like, he, was, he came like, back in the finale we watched yeah him but yeah but like he was just probably written off the show like they didn't want to bring him on as like yeah no i didn't need him to be full-time though on the cast i liked her relationship with pimento i would have been fine if they got back together just off screen he drove through town and it was happening town, and it's like, yeah if it yeah. was more of an off-screen relationship and he was kind of crazy but i was he came on like guest starred for a few episodes like that's fine because it can be less of like a workplace relationship and more of like a this is my private <laughs> yeah. life relationship well, is, he's not a detective is he yes he yeah he's just trump not anymore well i don't He's a private and he's a PI yeah. by the end of the show, I think. Oh, okay. Or a bounty hunter or something. He does a lot of crap. But at the beginning, when they meet him, he's a detective. I think their relationship is fun. I enjoyed it. I don't think Rosa had any other relationships on the show yeah, that were, like, thing. as significant or well done. But I think you're right. I don't think she has, like, the stage presence as, like, many of the others. Yeah. And I think she needs someone, like... He brought with, that brings a little bit more because he to brought it, all the to, like, personality to the yeah. relationship. I'm like her and Jake too. I think like Andy Samberg's bringing that personality. Yeah, when they have Gina, a dynamic, Gina's it's fun. Bringing, yeah. Like they're bringing the personality the to it. Yeah, exactly. And so she's good for that because it's like, oh, you let the other characters shine, and you sort of she's like the Drax, like in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, she's like the Drax. It's like yeah. it's fun. It, she's fun to have, but I can take her or leave her. I think that relationship was fun to watch because you got to see her be a little bit crazy too. Yeah, like she was like you could you saw into her personal life in a way that made sense to me because I don't think to me when they tried to show Rosa in conventional relationships, like I think she had like Jocelyn who she dated for a while, and then like Captain Holt's. Uh, nephew who she dated for a while whenever they showed rosa in relationships with people who are like normal i was always like this doesn't feel right for her yeah it feels like she needs to be with someone who is kind of do like they insane kind of, like, frame her like do they kind of frame pimento as being like a toxic relationship for her isn't no. she kind of like i want nothing to do with him anymore like she was she kind no, of swears him I, off I, I like did, she no. thinks that it was like bad for her no okay they just break I'm up like i think i think it was kind of like a a lot of shit was going on, and then I think they were like, oh, the wedding's cursed or something like that, and then they realized, I think they just didn't want to be, like, I think, um, I think they just kind of were like, I don't want to be together. I don't remember their relationship really being, I don't remember, it was never, like, they never said, oh, this is a toxic relationship, and she seems to be on pretty good terms with him. I would have loved it if posted. they had, it, like, a kid together, and I feel like they could have, like, a mini, like, angry kid, right? Like, yeah. that would have been cute. Um. Instead of whatever else they had really but, doing. Well, I think Rosa at the end just said, like, oh, you're such a, like, she does a bit where she's like, I want to be with Pimento, I love him, and Amy's like, okay, then do that, and she's like, oh, you're such a sheep, you just want me to be happy with, like, you want me to, like, marry someone, she's like, no, you're just my friend, and you said this would make you happy, so I, <laughs> I thought it would, she's like, you just believe me, because you think everyone wants to Rosa's be married and have kids, I'm like, okay, Rosa, calm down. Um, no, I did like her relationship with Pimento, I thought it was fun, I thought, I didn't care if she wasn't with Pimento specifically, 
But when they did future relationships for her in her dating life, like if they're going to make it a, a main plot, and sometimes they did want to present her with like main plot love interests, I wanted them to be as weird and crazy as Pimento yeah. because that's the kind of energy that I feel like matches Rosa. What was the thing for Rosa? It's weird for her to really be in like a normal relationship at all. No. I think like she she would be the person that's just has her on again, off again boyfriend in like her forties. Yeah. She like doesn't mind like just hitting the road with him once in a while, but like she's very independent. I think yeah. she likes she's very stubborn, likes her life the way it is. Clearly I... has like like shits on like people settling well, down and getting married. And, also, like, going, I felt you know, like Rosa days, and so. Pimento had this like intensity about like keeping their private lives like private in a lot of ways, like like hidden, like they they both kind of valued like security and like um Yeah. Like like none of her friends know where she lives at some points and like he's kind of into that also. And it's like, yeah, no, I see why this works. I see like different aspects of it. So I I don't ever want to see her in a conventional relationship, and whenever they try to push that narrative, I'm like, why? Why would Rosa ever be in a conventional relationship? This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, they should be fucking off getting married in Vegas. She should be. He would leave her for a bit, come back. She should be, yeah, like, randomly come back one weekend. Everyone's like, Rosa, why is there a wedding ring on your finger? And she's like, "Mm, I don't know, I guess I got married. Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, it happened, like, last month. Like, she would be totally, like, like, I can't see her being any other way about it. Like, Courtney, Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker vibes, I feel like. Travis Barker? Who's that? Her boyfriend from Blink-182. Cool. They're just, like, super emo and edgy together. Which one is Courtney again? The emo one. Oh, okay. I actually don't (laughs) really know any of the Kardashians. I only know the one who dated Scott Disick, and that's just because I think Scott Disick is really funny. (laughs) That's that one. That was Courtney? Yes. (laughs) Damn. Alright, there we go. I think it's on a Kardashian's episode. Yeah. It's really embarrassing for you. I know Kim, I guess, More too. So um, yeah, that yeah. one. That one. Those she are my hot takes, Tony. though. I don't know if I have any more hot takes. I feel like... Because my um, hot take was that Pimento and Rosa should have ended up together in some way, shape, or form. Okay. I, I mean, I don't... Piece on Amy and I don't know if I think that Pimento and Rosa should have ended up together, I think I'm fine with them not having ended up together. I'm fine with Rosa not having ended up with anybody. I just think I got frustrated with the way that they like continued her character. Like they kept trying to make her, I think, it does annoy me a more conventional normal like... character instead of like just embracing the fact that she's super weird yeah. and intense and like like it's weird because they embrace the caricatures of all the other character of all of the other characters, and then sometimes it feels like they have to like were they trying humanize to, like, Rosa shift, more. Like were they trying to shift maybe like main character? status from like like she was gonna be maybe the main love interest like the main like relationship plot now that like amy and i don't think so i don't know but it's weird to me when shows like this kind of do that where they kind of run with like i feel like it happens we just talked about like supernatural with like mary winchester is like why are you running like this character that was kind of a side character could remain a side do you feel like like this doesn't apply to supernatural but like do you think it's like a due diligence to like rosa like the character um the actress who plays rosa that okay now we'll give a bigger part like now we have like more room to play around because we've completed a lot of the plot lines we wanted to complete let's we let's give them to like rosa because we I already think it's have like an, o- an opportunity perspective i think it's like or is it like you bring in new people and sh- shake it up like cause i don't think she can carry a lot of the a plots on her own i guess it kind of depends her, like, on who you have like there are some shows where like enough. 
Well, that's what I mean, though. Like, with Rosa, no. I think I'd rather see a new character. I'd rather see, honestly, more of but the other like, characters than do this. Had her? But I think they thought, you know, oh, this would be... People would like... Like, I think they had ideas for her and stuff like that. I just don't think she was... I just didn't enjoy it. I think lots of people probably did. But there are lots of shows where I'm like, they do... They... Like, they finish the main plot of the main characters and the side characters get more attention and get more plot. And I'm like, oh, this is so good. This char- this side character getting more plot is, like, my favorite thing in the world. Like, I'm on season seven of whatever show and randomly for the first time this character who's been there since season one is shining and they're doing a yeah. really good job. And it's like, oh, I love when a show surprises me like that. Yeah, when they figure out, oh, this character, like, this actor can kind of take this character yeah. here. And, like, this, like, and they kind of build Especially on Especially if the person playing the character is a really good actor or actress because you kind of like like, they know at least what side of their acting skills like tap into yeah and so i just feel like characters don't work as well i feel like with rosa specifically i didn't like it but i think a lot of the times i can like it it just kind of depends on who's playing the character what they're doing with the character and the ideas that they have for that character and i think a lot of the ideas they had for rosa just weren't that interesting yeah the way that who the actress who plays her did it, it was like not to me like that good maybe her best was maybe like the more dramatic moments i'm thinking because i know she had like a really good episode in season eight where she was like talking about the cab issues and how she felt but that was also like season eight so maybe she did just also like get a little bit better as the show went on um but like yeah. i don't think she's funny yeah i just didn't love her but that's okay you know i didn't i like i found her funny in certain episodes I found her, yeah, she'd be an annoying person to have in my life. Like, a lot of them, I know that they'd be annoying, but they're entertaining annoying. Whereas Rosa, I would hate having her in my life, I think. Like, she's she's so frustrating, she's so and she's, like, not, she's I not nice, how she's but she like, also, like, doesn't really ever, like, <laughs> like, you have to, like, pull teeth to get her to open up, and, like. It's weird to me. I don't understand why they're all friends with her. Yeah. It's kind of like Bella in Twilight, where it's like, oh, like, everyone just loves you, wants to be your friend, and you're just in the friend group. But it's like, what do you, like, it's why? like, what do you have to offer? Because, like, you why? don't really, like, talk to anyone fully. You don't really ever get to know anyone. You kind of do, like, one, which is, like, fine. You're, like, that's Honestly, your personality, but then you're not going to build friendships with people. I think it's weird when they, they just push kind of, like, include her, her as, like, I think one of the girls or whatever. What I think is interesting is, like, I think it's weird when they push her friendship with Jake specifically, because I feel like Rose's closest friends are Charles and Amy, like, easily. Like, they're the yeah, only people who, like, yeah. who, like, Rosa kind of, like, opens up to naturally a lot of the time. I was gonna say this, too. Well, I feel like she's, like, like, Jake is, like, the Leonardo, and I feel like she's, like, the Raphael. <laughs> she's, like, the baddie, like, second in Jake demand. Jake wants to like, be the Raphael. Bit. No, he's not the Raphael. But he's, he's like, more of a Mikey, really, but Jake he's the leader somehow. somehow, so. Jake wants to be Raphael, though. Tell me he doesn't want to be Raph. He thinks he's right. He thinks that, he's This is what makes him not a rat. Yeah. That's what he you're um, um, But no, yeah, I feel like a lot of the time, Jake and Rose's relationship is, like, painful to watch because they're both kind of, like, emotionally not wanting to talk to each other, whereas, like, Amy and Charles are way more willing to, like, pick up the slack of that side of the relationship. So it makes... It makes their dynamic with Rosa more interesting because they're, like... They're not gonna, like, be quite as... Like, I feel like Jake would be pretty chill not talking about stuff with Rosa, whereas, like, Amy and would, Charles like, are, like, yeah. way more, like, no, well, let's hash Jake this out. Jake is always, like, and I don't know if it's just, like, the actor, but, like, they, he's always more, like, he it's toned down a lot. Like, he doesn't oh, have anyone like, kind of, like, hyping him up. Like, I think, like, Andy Sever is someone that used to be, like, hyped up a lot. 
Yeah, well, yeah. at least like in this show, I think he needs no, like that back and forth like build. I and think you're Rose right, and Rosie doesn't offer that. And I think sometimes when they push that, that's relationship, why Jax is always with Mantis. the Mantis girl. Yeah, because she's kooky and weird, and like just bugs the shit out of him to get him to react. Yeah, to <laughs> it's yeah, it's kind of like anytime I see a Jake and Rosa reaction, I'm like, it's fine, or pair up. I'm like, it's fine. It's just like. You're not utilizing your characters the best way yeah. that you can. It's it's boring. Well, that's I think that's where I stopped watching was like the witness protection program plot line, which I think Rosa was involved with like a lot of that story arc was when they were when they were undercover, and like oh yeah the yeah. head of the department or whatever was like corrupt. And they oh yeah, to, when they go to jail. Yeah, when they go to jail. The witness protection storyline was Holt and Jake though. When they go to Palm but Springs. like I ended at where they yeah they go yeah. to jail. Okay, um, I see. That's where I stopped watching. Um. Well, should we talk about the finales then? If yeah. that's where you stopped watching, was the was my jail. I was my finale. <laughs> so I watched all of it. Okay. Um, I feel like the eighth season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine was kind of meh. I've already said this. Like, there were good episodes, and I get what they were trying to do with this. We talked about it. But it was like, whatever. I, I kind of hate when shows do this where they get another season, but it seems like they got another season and didn't need it and like they got another season that was half the size of their normal seasons oh okay so like when they do like like i'd rather end the season i'd rather have ended it a season early and like just not like had these random concluding goodbyes and grand finales than have half a season to watch the show yeah that's fair. i want to see all of it and so i felt like Maybe the show didn't need an eighth season, but it, it like I like the eighth season. If I rewatch the show and like I get to it, I'm not gonna not watch it. Are like, they wearing masks it. the whole time in the eighth season? No. Okay. Um, that would be uh, it like it lost the show lost me a bit with like yeah the Kevin and Holt stuff that happened, and when it was always talking about like COVID and the stress of that and the George Floyd stuff and like I understand why they talked about it. I just like I said before like. Sometimes it was kind of, like, took me out of it a bit, and I was like, okay, I get why you have to do this, but also, I don't know if I really want to be watching this. And then, uh, and the COVID stuff I really didn't enjoy. I didn't want to hear about COVID I while thought, I was watching the show. COVID. Whenever I'm I was always wondering, like, during COVID, I was like, when they make shows, are they going to address it? How, it sucks, don't do it. Whenever I'm watching a show and they address COVID, I'm almost like... I understand that this it's is like a the huge most thing, boring world but event you know what? I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to think about it. Stop. So that was kind of wild, and yeah. And then the finale. Okay, I forgot the finale, uh, and then I started watching it today. It's really funny, actually. I really like. I like that they end it's on nice. a. I like that they end on a two-part heist episode. I think that's like a fun way to do it because I feel like the heists are very like epitome of the show. Like, there's one in every season. I also like that they never skip a season of it. Like, even when I don't like it, I like that they always have it. It's consistent. Um, but yeah, I I liked that a lot. I like that they're all saying goodbyes. It's one of the few finales also where like they're all saying goodbye to like the precinct or like something in some way or another and it doesn't feel like i'm shocked like amy is like getting promoted and leaving and you find out early in the season and it happens to be amy and captain holt's like both of their last days and i think okay. captain holt also gets um promoted is she taking or something. over from captain holt no sergeant jeffords is taking over oh, from captain holt jeffords. terry oh yeah he's yeah. captain and i think amy's like moving to another precinct or, like, he becomes captain. The The first part of the finale is, like, him doing his interview to become captain of the 99. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, and I think that's kind of, like, fun. And then Jake, 
decides basically like they decide in an earlier episode that like jake and amy's careers are too demanding to be full-time parents and jake doesn't want his kids to be raised by like a nanny the way he was basically like he doesn't want to have the same upbringing he wants to be very different from his dad so he decides he wants to be a stay-at-home dad that's sweet which i think is sweet it kind of feels a little out of character because i do think being a cop is like like jake's whole life and i get that it changes when he becomes Maybe a dad like but i kind of almost feel like I think it would have been... No, it would be really cute. Yeah. I feel like it could have ended with, like, maybe he retires from the night, but he becomes, like, a private investigator. He so joins Rosa and her PI. Oh, does he? Okay, No, 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 sorry. I was just thinking that oh, would be okay. idea. Because um, she's a PI. It would be fun if he did that, like, Yeah, the and then side. they could do, like, he's maybe, like, like he's on a stakeout, and he's, like, eating, and he's talking, and then it zooms out, and it's, like, his son in the backseat yeah. or something. Like, and, like he, he takes but him around or whatever. I think it's kind of weird that he retired, but I think it's a really sweet thing that he does because yeah. it kind of also shows his, like, personal growth of, like, not wanting to be what his parents were, basically. Yeah. And I feel like at the start of the show, he very much is, like, a product of his home life and like how he was raised and now it feels like he's kind of learned and grown maybe he likes to play a desk job if he that's gave what up, i was like, thinking but i think field. i yeah but that's what i was thinking but i i think I he wouldn't like he have been able to do that yeah that's um, that's great that he's a dad i feel like they need to show how he's incorporating that side of him that i feel like is so integral that like that um die hard like yeah like, hero i want to like save the day and run into burning like i feel like they needed maybe a way to incorporate that um yeah yeah no i think they they probably should have incorporated that a little bit more but whatever um yeah i thought it was weird but i was actually okay with it all in all i like yeah and then i think rosa just kind of she kept doing her own thing, which I liked. Um, Boyle, he he had his life. Like, Boyle had no more plotline development to do. So in the finale, I felt like a lot of them, they were where they needed to be. You know what I yeah. mean? Which is, like, fine. I, I mean, I really care at that point, yeah. Yeah. I, I like what they do, though. I like this in a season finale where they do, or the series finale. I like when they make it really cheesy, and it's, like... We're I, gonna we're gonna walk through memory lane and like talk about like all like the fun. That's what I was gonna say. I like when and they, have the cameos of all the characters that left. I like when they do the the callbacks to like, yeah. everything and like and that's important. they it's a show like they this. really like j- ham- hammer in like the things that people like like the fact that they ended on a heist. I really like because it's such a big part of the show and like it is very much like for the fans. Yeah. I don't like when they do, like, finales that are, like, not for the fans, because, like, then what are you doing? Like, why? Like, they're the ones who... Like, it's fine, but then it has to be really impactful when... Like, this has to be... nine season eight, can you, uh... (laughs) Yeah. But anyways, I like the finale. I didn't love the final season. In general, the final season, I can kind of take it or leave it. Like, I could have lived with it having been cut, and I could have... And I'm not... I'm happy also to watch it when it comes on. But I don't like these half-season shit, like... If you're going to do a final season, do a full season, baby. Yeah. But I, I get it. I feel like they basically like are like... mini-series, a little goodbye thing. Sometimes basically. I almost don't like when I go into a, a final season of a show and they know it's going to be the final season, so they do a lot of shit that they, like, wanted to get done or, like, a lot of shit to, like, oh, set like, up it things. being a final... Just, like, or in general, just, like, stuff to, like, to, like make it to be like oh it's a final like, oh, season shit, like we're setting up here. this character who we want to be in this place in their life and blah 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 and it's like 
I oh, I see. Yeah, like, you know I, mean? I know like, what you mean. Like they have an endpoint, and then they have to like just like totally like shift directions and like take the character there. Yeah, or maybe they're not even shifting directions; they're just doing it and like pulling the trigger on it in a way where I'm like, I get it; it's a finale, but I don't want to feel the whole season like I'm saying like, goodbye sudden, to the show. You know like, what I mean? Like all of a sudden, Jake's job is too full time. Yeah, yeah. Like, is it? But I mean, to be you fair, do a lot of in the around. season in the season seven finale. Um, they is when they have the baby, so like they're figuring it out oh, as parents in season eight. Oh, okay. So that, to be fair, is fine, but yeah, I just found it all a little like, uh, okay. Like I, I don't want to feel like it's I'm fine. saying goodbye to the show the whole season. I see, I see. I yeah. want to feel like yeah, most of the season is pretty average season. Maybe you set up a couple of things here and there, and then. Yeah, you can. I can feel like I'm saying goodbye to the show at the very end of the season, but that's fine. I also kind of like in workplace. At least like in workplace, like I kind of like when I don't know. I guess Parks directed it, and I was fine with it. I I like when they're all just if it ends and they're all just still working there. Well, it's yeah. Just, you, I mean, you saw a snippet of this these people's careers. The other thing is like <laughs> I could have assumed that like. Holt was eventually going to move on, and Amy was going to eventually yeah. like, get a promotion. It's like wildly like, like I kind of groundbreaking. Like, I wasn't surprised. <laughs> I wasn't surprised by it then, and like I I liked that we got to see where they all ended up. Yeah, but I also would have been fine if you just cut to like five years later, and they're all in different places. No, they're all lives. like Scully and Hitchcock, <laughs> and they're all like fat and like don't know what's going on. <laughs> like I think I realistically. I kind of knew exactly where all their career trajectories were going. Yeah, that's why I don't like it. I don't, I, yeah, I don't like when they show me where characters go. I was like, yeah, like, I figured. I don't, like, or, like, I don't care. Like, I know. Yeah. I, like, I wasn't, like, waiting for them to do great things. The only surprising character to me, like, f- character finale to me was Jake's. So, like, from that yeah, perspective, but, like, sure, but, like... Because it doesn't make sense for his character. But, like, I could have assumed like, a I lot of stuff. I guess the season 7 Just finale lazy. was also good, because it was, like, if the story is, like, a love story between, like, Jake and Amy and, like, his life and stuff, and him not sure if he wants to be a parent because of X, Y, and Z, in the season 7 finale, he, like, has a baby, and, like, I feel like that's also a nice ending to a show when, like, the main couple or whatever yeah, starts their family, true. then that's you kind of, like, end the show that's about their found family, and start the show that's about like their biological yeah. family again not like started like you obviously I, I wasn't suggesting a reboot or something i just mean like that's when like the show ends because it's like oh now their priorities are shifting from this found work family into something else yeah yeah because that's just what happens when you have a kid not that i know personally well they get to be close friends with uh <laughs> boyle and his child named yeah. nicolage yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> Nicolage. That'll be so fun. Uh, Boyle and Nicolage was a Boyle's whole uh, everything Boyle does. I actually am very entertained. Where by. does Boyle end up in the season finale? Uh, series finale. I don't know. A detective. <laughs> <All right>. Okay. <laughs> I don't think Boyle has much. That's fine. Makes sense if Boyle wanted to be a stay-at-home dad. Yeah, <laughs> that would make a lot of sense. Um, I think Boyle is a lot better at oh, prioritizing, like. Like, I think part of it is Boyle's very good at... Like, Boyle kind of becomes the new Jake, I think, like, in a lot of it, where he's, Isn't like... cute they all open, Where like he it. kind of, like, um, I feel like takes over, takes more, like, leading roles in, oh, like... Oh, that's cute for him, I feel The like. workplace, but Jake's, also, like, his hero. Boyle is a lot better than Jake at, like, finding a work-life balance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think Jake gets, like, really into it and is, like, really into the bits, 
and like doing whatever he has to do and like gets really invested in his work which is totally fine but he doesn't do as good a job at like finding the balance between work and his family whereas like Boyle seems to like always know well whatever Boyle seems to always know when to like prioritize his Nikolaj and his wife whose name I don't know uh, because he's married like three times I feel like in the show (laughs) Uh, I was just like oh okay this is gonna be Boyle's life now (laughs) yeah and then he sort of goes between that and uh, he knows how to prioritize that and when to prioritize that over work and when to prioritize work over that which I think is like Boyle is weirdly one of the most responsible characters in the show (laughs) yeah you don't even realize it. Yes. Like I think a lot He's of the, the like, a lot of the later seasons are also showing Boyle basically shining as a detective and like explaining why he's really good at his job. It's just that he's such a hype man to Jake that it kind of you don't see it. Okay. Which I think is kind of fun because it's like okay, yeah, like show why Boyle why why was he such a good detective in the first place? Like what, why does he work here? What is he go- why is he good at his job? Show that he is competent. Like I think that's You're a- all personality <laughs> all your staff is personality. <laughs> well, I think it's, it's fun to show that Boyle is a competent like cop on his own without Jake, you know, like he's more than just Jake's hype man. Yeah. But like he well, they needed some separation. He's maybe. also really happy to be Jake's hype man, but it's fun to show him be something else. So yeah. I don't know exactly his finale though, because I don't think he needed as much of a finale as the others. Fair enough. Um, cool. But yeah. Should we do our hot takes? I mean, you basically have done yours. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I mentioned them. I guess, like, I wish that, I think for me, the part of Amy and Jake's dynamic that I liked the most was when they were doing, like, a lot of, like, the enemies portion of the enemies to love her yeah and i kind of wish that even though they get together and love each other and are in a very healthy relationship i wish they still had a little bit of that dynamic i feel like they do that dynamic all the time though Mm, i feel like they get along too well and everything like i think they get along very well but i feel like they continue to do a lot of the like like at one point during one of the heist episodes amy explains that she hired an actress to be a fake therapist for jake so that she could learn all of his secrets and plans for the heist. No, and like, but, like... Like, she does some pretty, like, crazy stuff. And no, like, but that's not what I mean. They continue to do a lot of their, like... They continue to do a lot of their, like, wild adventure things that they did before. I don't care about that. Oh, okay. I mean, like, one-on-one where they're talking to each other. I wish they would get into, like... They would be like, oh, honey, that was fun that we played that game. I feel like I wish that there was a little bit more... More bickering? Like, yeah. Fair I think enough. they would be a bickering couple. I think they would be, I think, yeah, I think they, is, I just think that that's, like, what... I guess to me, it's, like, they don't show a lot of their relationship, so I kind of assume that any of the bickering that they would have been in their relationship kind of smooths out over the course of, like, behind... I feel like that was, like, their foreplay. That was, like, their... Yeah. Of so I feel like they, they would just, like... Fair enough. Both enjoy... Like, I feel like they both enjoy... You know what? Riling each other Valid out. complaints. Okay. Thanks. Valid complaints. <laughs> sure. Okay. That was my hot take. But you don't like them all in all, or you do like them. You don't like them. You just want to see enemies. Always. I just think they're a little bit boring. That's why I like them. A little them. bit predictable. No, that's really fine. I I get it. I get it. I, I think they're fine. I need something stable and boring, you know? <laughs> I'm not okay. I think it's fine. Um, yeah. I just I think there are no Boyle and Gina. Yeah. My hot takes were, I don't like Rosa that much, but I said that already. 
Um, my other hot, I don't know if this is hot take. This show needed to be, really jumping back in. Uh, this show needs to be more procedural cop show and less real yes. TV show with plot lines. Yes. I think, I, we talked about it a little bit earlier. I just think, yeah, it, it had too many of like, it really like tried to get into overarching plot lines later, especially in the series. Whereas like, I would have liked them to more or less stick to procedural cop shows with, like, every so often, like, a character like the Pontiac Bandit can come back and you kind of build off of what they did last time and that's fun. Yeah. But, like, they're, again, a one-off character and they're gonna go back. Well, I think, like, this, I feel like shows do this a lot and, in, like, shows, like, I feel like this and, like, Smallville, same thing, and, like, I think Vampire Diaries, too, it's, like, so, when they have, like, something that's a little bit more procedural where it's, like, X of the week, it's, like, X isn't, like, blank, not, like, your X of the week. This isn't. Maybe it is your X of the week. Maybe this that's isn't. the show plot line. You don't know. <laughs> Maybe this isn't fatalized. Okay. <laughs> I think that, um, wait, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, when you're doing, like, and you have the procedural. I think, like, there, if there comes to a point in your show where there is a lull in, like, character arcs, and there is, like, a lull in, like, the drama you can do. Like, if you're, if you're feeling, like, lazier in those aspects, that's when I think you need to lean on, like, the, your procedural shit, and, like, you need to be, like turning out more like structured episodes yeah. and let like the drama take a backseat until something mm-hmm. can like come up again like organically almost or like I think um there's like yeah. more of a plan and not just like like don't just put drama into it for the sake of putting drama into well, it. Well I think a lot of long running shows like this one and like the Vampire Diaries and like yeah. Smallville they run into the same problem of like how are we gonna escalate yeah. the conflict each the season to make it like more interesting to not make to make it feel fresh to not make it feel stale and boring but it the gets drama to a makes point it stale and boring though but it gets to a point well not even like that but it gets to a point where like you've escalated the stakes so high at this point that like i don't know if i i it's almost like i've come back down on the like parabola of like caring like there's a peak point where i'm like yes this is just enough like stakes for me to be really interested in it and really care and then like they they keep trying to up it and i go back down again and i'm like oh i don't really care anymore like this is kind of silly that this this is something that you're dealing with or like this is just something where it's like i don't want to know and so I do think a lot of long-running shows suffer from that. If like, how do we like, make maybe it? Maybe they have like interesting conflicts, but it's like they rush because they. I feel like they have to get some mini character arc out like every episode almost. And it's like you don't need that. Like you can like set things up and like, you know, you can have it end where like these people are in a riff and then pick up like a couple episodes later where they like. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to like rush through those things. Yeah. Well. Those like big important beats that you think are I think that's just because I think it's also fun like watching shows being released and be like oh I hope like I get like a a Jake and Amy moment this episode I mean you get like a little one and then it's like okay next episode I hope I see like more of it well that's what sometimes I'll watch shows and I'll be like I'll watch one week where I'll be like oh I'm so disappointed like my favorite like characters like didn't really get a lot of screen time together yeah but like I'm like still waiting every week to like watch it and I don't need it's like a tease it's like I don't need everything every episode to be like it's all about them but every episode I want to get a little tease like I want to like work yeah yeah and i mean it also helps if you want to do a slow burn relationship to not have the characters that you want to be together actually in every scene together (laughs) like yeah but yeah i um yeah i just felt like they needed to do a lot more procedural stuff and a lot less of the overarching plot lines yeah and then we talked about this earlier i i I didn't mind that Charles and Gina didn't stay together, but I really could have gotten behind that as an actual relationship in a weird, twisted sort of way. I don't really understand why I like it. I know, they're just so good. I kind of did like it. 
And I feel like I kind of got it. I kind of got why they would both be with each other. Yeah. In like I a felt weird like, way. And it felt like they were both stepping outside their comfort zone. It like, felt like neither really, of them thought this was a good idea. Or, like, neither of them, like, thought that they would be. But, yeah, both of them know that that's kind of a other. weird thing for them yeah. to do. And I think it was kind of fun. It was a really fun opportunity to explore that dynamic. And I think the characters, like, and maybe even the writers, were probably surprised at how well that dynamic actually worked. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I think it was just, like, a random thing to do yeah. to be funny and, like, whatever. And I'm fine with it being that. Like, genuinely, I am. But I also totally could have gotten behind if they decided to make that, like, a legitimate, like, yeah. B-plot relationship of, like, to the main relationship or whatever. And, like, they wanted that to be, like, a thing. I think I could have yeah. gotten behind it because it, it did weirdly kind of work. It would have been a fun, I think, also, like, parallel to, like, like, it would have been fun, like, doing that relationship aside, like, Jake and Amy's relationship, because it would just been, like, very yeah. different. I think their relationship also could have, like, it already did create a lot of bits, and I think it could have continued to create a lot of, like, funny bits throughout the show, and, and yeah. a little bit of drama, even. I think it's also fun when there's multiple relationships, maybe plot lines in a show where, like, people, like, like, Parks and Rec do that, and, like... No, I the like... The office does that, and I think it's fun to, like, bounce around, because I think also, like, the relationships can, like, propel each other. Like, if one couple's going through, like, a mi milestone, it can, like, spark something for this other couple that maybe haven't, like, thought about, like, if they're a little I, bit earlier. I also think it's fun to do because where one couple might be getting a little bit stale or boring and you kind of yeah. just want to leave them for a bit, you can do something with the other couple or, like, couples yeah. in the show. And so, like, it's fun from a relationship perspective to have multiple so that you don't have to worry about constantly adding conflict or milestones into yeah. one specific relationship. You can kind of put it in another relationship and, like, follow that relationship for a while and then come back to the initial relationship you were working on because I also think it's kind of wild when, like, you're watching a show and a couple is like together and then like like a like a week later when the episode comes out some like they're saying i love you or something and i'm like oh well like why don't you just give me a few episodes of like not really yeah. seeing them focus on someone else well, especially when it's like not that's not what the show is like the show is a Cop, yeah, cop. I mean, obviously, like, you know what I mean? that's, like, that's what I'm coming for. I'm talking more generally speaking, but, like... No, 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 that's, no, no I'm, I'm agreeing with you. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I, I do think it's, like, yeah, I think it's, like, fun to have sprinkles of, like, little relationships, but, I mean, I was fine with it, I just think it would have been really funny, and, like, it was kind of a weird and twisted relationship like, that I was kind of into. They could have, like, almost, like, taking things more to the extreme, I think, and just been a little bit wackier. Well, I also they think taken, they like, would have had a more fun... I think they could have had a fun bickering relationship also where like because i think gina i think they would have been a power couple i think they would have, it, they would have like it would take like an arc to get there but i think they would be like oh we're the best and they would have like thrived off each other i think gina's also the type of person well also gina is a lot like jake who is basically charles's like yeah. favorite person in the world so it makes sense that he would become brothers with jake basically which is cute but um no, I also think Gina's the type of person who, like, accepts nothing less than, like, your best, like, from, especially, like, your partners. But, yeah. So she would really push Charles into whatever emotional or she would teach him to, to be do. confident, I think. Like, she would be, like, kind of his backbone on his confidence, and I think she would defend him, because I think she would be very, like, protective yeah. of her, like, boyfriend or whoever it is, or, like, very defensive, or, like, you know, I think they would have that very, like... Yeah, I think she would be... like an old, rich well, couple it would kind be, of, like, stature, It would be fun and, because like, just I, don't fuck with us. I also kind of like the character who's, like, they're kind, maybe she's kind of a bitch to Charles, but if anyone else does it, it's, like, not okay. It's, like, a fun little, like, hey, look, yeah. sometimes I'm mean to you, but, like, 
like it's like Charles a little bit is of like a, I still love you, obviously. Yeah. Like I, I don't hate. Like I'm not. Well, she's like the princess, and Charles is always like has to be like doting her all the time. But he would love that shit. Yeah, that's what he loves to do. He loves taking and she care loves that shit because that's what she thrives off of. And in return, I think she would like. She would just improve his life generally. Yeah, <laughs> as women do. It would just be that. a fun relationship, but yes. that's fine. Um, I think that's everything Even. I have. That's everything I have too, and just in time. Do you hear that? That's the sound of police coming to arrest you if you don't subscribe to our channel and follow us on Instagram and TikTok. So we love hearing from you. Make sure to leave lots of likes and comments, and we'll see you next time. Bye.